before I got married, interestingly, half of my bed was made up of uh, scribbling pads right. and pens. Right, I <laughs> and see. And in the middle of the night, yes. I wake up and I start scribbling. And, <laughs> and why? Because something you need to find a solution to. Yes. Actually, you go to bed with it. Yes. And in the middle of the night, it kind of comes up yes. and then you scribble it down. That's why they say sleep on it. Sleep on it, absolutely. Yes. Hi, my name is David Coleman, founder of Council of Local Experts, otherwise known as COAL. We give entrepreneurs and professionals a place where they can get the best possible advice on how to grow any type of business. Starting a business is full of risky missteps that can bring the dream to an early end. Still, we persevere. Also, because the growth of entrepreneurship in Africa is critical to the survival of our continent. In this cool series of interviews, we will be bringing you in-depth interviews with passionate African achievers to share their local perspective, insights, and challenges. We hope you find it valuable. Hi, this is Hi. Uh, uh, Felix Havidou here at the Coal Collective, um, interviewing Mr. Moses Kofi. Great to um, be here. <laughs> Excellent, a leadership expert. Um, today we're going to be talking about leadership and continuing to improve on leadership skills and really what leadership is all about and the type of leader that one should expect mm. to be. Pause, David here. Our guest for this interview is Moses Kofi. We're excited to have this chance to sit with Moses because he is a particularly thoughtful leader with a genuine passion for developing leadership in others. Having grown into many leadership roles himself, from his time at Unilever to the many senior management roles, he offers an aspirational yet sober view of leadership. Watch how he quickly evolves a conversation about leadership into one about culture. I hope you notice that Felix, our interviewer, is himself also a very accomplished businessman. Watch out for his upcoming interview. Moses is a management consultant, right. uh, amongst other things, with a, a, a broad range of experience. Um, he's worked in the FMCG with Unilever. He's worked with Intercontinental Bank, Access Bank. He's worked with um, Stratcom Africa, executive director of Rose's Legacy, uh, Hot Serve Landscape, um, the um, Discovery Camp, um, Excel Group, and also is um, an IFC certified provisional trainer. Right. Um, and uh, uh, Sherry Blair Foundation member. Ah, mentor. Okay. Mentor, that's right. Um, so he comes with a varied um, uh, experience history um, in leadership. And um, it'd be nice to hear from you and uh, to, 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 to understand what leadership is really about. Okay. Who uh, qualifies as a good leader, who qualifies as a bad leader. Mm. Um, and in fact, does our society breed leaders okay you know. <laughs> interesting one yes all right Felix I for me it's a real privilege and an opportunity to share yes I I like conversations because I, I pick a lot from conversations Absolutely. and I, I I learn from them and I grow yes you know, through conversations it's interesting when you were describing or giving in my profile yes you, you said so many things I was asking myself is this me <laughs> <laughs> but you see but I realized that mm. that journey mm. is actually what makes me who I am. Absolutely. 
and I, I, I think I am also privileged to have had all those opportunities mm -hmm. because through those opportunities I learned. Absolutely. All right, every single one of them, right, right from school to working with uh, Unilever, uh, being a multinational and a global player yes. with footprints around the globe. Right. You can, I mean, there was so much we learned. At the time, it, Unilever described itself as the first class employer. Right. And we believe that um, the, the, the training and the development is immense. Yes. And we, we took advantage of it. Right. Right. So we learned from people from around the world. We right. didn't have to reinvent the wheel. Right. And I think those are some of the things probably that gave me that foundation and a yearning for learning. Right. Because you, you needed to do something. And we, we, we actually faced with challenges in the sense that when there is a problem, the product is not going well. Mm. It is thrown at you. Mm. Felix, mm. this is your product. Mm -hmm. um, what is happening? Mm -hmm. Can you sit with your team, try and find out what the problem is Absolutely. and bring us a solution? Yes. We are here to support you. Absolutely. Well, how much time do you need to do that? Yes. And, and that forces you to give. So two weeks? Okay, we'll give you three weeks. Right. And you go into a team meeting yes. and you pick on the minds of your team members. Of course. Because it's a multifunctional uh, team. Yes. And so you may be the marketing guru. Yes. But you have the an account, a management account right. who understands the figures. You right. have the manufacturer who can tell you that, look, we can do this, but it will not live for long in the marketplace right. and so on. And just by tapping into the wisdom yes. and the knowledge right. of team members, right. by the time you, you are done, yes. you are enriched. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. And so, so I embraced I embraced project teams. Right. Anytime there was an opportunity to be part of a project, I embraced it. Right. And in that environment, any project you participate in is over and above your regular job. Right. So you are working on your function, right. responsibility, right. but you are part of a project which actually requires a lot of your time. Moses is speaking about how one minute he's a leader and the next he's an implementer or a manager. It's important to note that in a small company, leadership and management go hand in hand. As a leader, you switch back and forth between leading, managing, and implementing. For startup leaders, it's important to have that big vision, but it's likely that you are then the same person who has to roll up your sleeves and get it done as efficiently as possible so that the work is sensibly delegated, easily repeatable, and ideally even automated. Right. And so you go there and in, in a typical team meeting, everybody is respected and seen as an expert in their area. Right. And so when it comes to this, you are told that, hey, you're the salesman. Tell us of the stock level in the marketplace, right. in the whole country. Right. And tell us how much stock we need to keep in the factory so right. that if we don't produce for right. the next two weeks, right. we will still not run out of stock right. in the market. So you really have to be on top of your game. Absolutely. Yeah. And where, where you don't know, yes. you leave the meeting and you tell yourself that I must have an answer Absolutely. by the next meeting. Because it has, a, it has ramifications Absolutely. on everybody, everybody else's actions. actions. Absolutely. Yes. Because the input you gave is going to actually be uh, be determine what the total team would come up with. Absolutely. And it was challenging, but that is where I thought I think that we really thrived. Right. We, we really thrived in that challenge. Right. So and in, in every day you have something to go find a, a solution to and bring back and mm. you know and solve. Mm. Before I got married, interestingly, half of my bed was made up of uh, scribbling pads right. and pens. Right. I <laughs> and see. in the middle of the night yes. I wake up and I start scribbling. <laughs> And why? Because something 
you need to find a solution to yes. actually you go to bed with it. Yes. And the middle of the night it kind of comes up yes. and then you scribble it down. That's why they say sleep on it. Sleep on it, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Now, for some time I thought this was strange. Till so I met the wife of a friend, a right. colleague who right. had my workplace, and we all said, talk to your friend. I said, what's the matter? He talks in his sleep and he's talking about uh, key soap and this. <laughs> <laughs> and I told, I told her, welcome, madame. <laughs> I said, welcome to the party. Yes, yes. I, th- I said, oh, so I'm not alone. Yes, absolutely. And, 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 and this is by, uh, somebody who we respected a lot. Right. And apparently he, he slept over his problems. Absolutely. He took it to bed and yes. in the middle of the night he came up with. Yes. And anytime he spoke in a meeting, people yes. would listen. Absolutely. And so teamwork and learning from one another, yes. we learned that. And that, I think, has really, really made me who I am. As you listen to Moses, notice how even though the conversation is about leadership, he keeps bringing up teamwork, the team, or the project team. If you read between the lines, leadership for Moses is very much a team sport where everyone feels they have a significant role to play. Leadership for him also sometimes means relinquishing seniority or authority to the person who is most capable or even someone who needs to learn how to lead. This is not common practice in our usual local startup context, but it clearly ensures that everyone who can lead gets the chance to grow that skill so you end up with a team of leaders. And that's when you can really scale. Starting with this culture matters because of how quickly culture tends to cement. As your company grows, that cemented culture will grow with it. Size only enhances what you start with. It doesn't change it. I find myself working in a certain role and facing ask myself that, what can I learn from this role? Absolutely. On an average of two and a half years, I change roles. Mm. Mm. Because you never absolutely you want to make your complete person. Yes. And and I went into every role yeah. with this mindset. Right. What can I learn? Learn from it. What can I learn? Absolutely. Okay. And so today I sit and I'm doing stuff. Yes. And people say that you're such a good leader. I'm like, but I realize that all that is paying off. All those experiences. Exactly. Because you can, you're, you're multifaceted and you can talk from different dimensions on a, to, towards a particular issue. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And, and, and no matter the ages of the people, mm. you want to respect them for who they Absolutely. are and what they bring to the party. Absolutely. And so you do not dominate a meeting. Yes. And, in, and sometimes in a typical Unilever project team meeting, mm. the project lead yes. will not necessarily be the highest ranking Absolutely. individual yes. in the team. Yes. It may yes. be a lower ranking person, Absolutely. but the team decided that give it yes. to him. Absolutely. Uh, because of probably the nature of the of project. The, the project, right. And, and, f- and so that taught me a lot of humility. Yes. Okay, that don't look at people's ages, don't look at, just listen to what they are bringing Absolutely. to the party. what the input is. And if everybody else listens, then as a team, mm. we make progress. Absolutely. And, and we won Absolutely. in that sense, Absolutely. in many, many, many battles. We, we won, we overcame challenges, we solved problems. Yes, yes. And, and that made us very confident. Yes, yes. Because we realized that we could solve the Absolutely. problems, okay? So one, one of the rich, um, richest experiences I've had is the opportunity to do stuff, mm. right? Today, when you go into a job and what the organization wants is somebody who has done it before, mm. three, five, three years experience, five years experience. Mm. Mm. And I realized that they don't, they, they, they ask for that because they want competent people. Absolutely. And the definition of competence is that have you done it before? Yes. 
Have you been part of a team that did it? Yes. Or have you seen somebody do it? Absolutely. That is when you trust yes. that I can do it. Absolutely. If I haven't done it before, you will not trust that. You, you, in fact, in fact when, you, when you want me to come fill a role, yes. you are entrusting a certain responsibility Absolutely. to me. Yes. And that requires trust. Absolutely. Okay. Now, trust is usually a combination of competence and character. Yes. If I know Felix mm. and I know where he's coming from mm. and I know he's very competent in that mm. thing, mm. one, mm. one take. Yes. The other question is, what are his character? Yes. Is he the type of person you can trust yes. in this scale of thing? Yes. Or he's too much of a happy-go-lucky guy. Right. By the time you come, he's gone clubbing or something. Yes. When you put these two things together, that's what actually would determine how much trust I can have in you right. on a particular thing. Right. So competence and then character. Right. And so companies want people that they can entrust a certain responsibility to. Mm -hmm. So the things they look for is, is this guy competent? Mm -hmm. And then can we, does he have the kind of character mm -hmm. that this organization wants to, to, be, to, to be associated with? Mm -hmm. And so learning. And so every step of the way, I moved out of Unilever, worked in the, in fact, the time I was moving out of Unilever, I was heading a division. Mm -hmm. So it was like whole business. Mm -hmm. And the role required dealing with third party, um, uh, manufacturing setups. Mm. And so it was like a supply chain role. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, I grew in sales and marketing. Right. And here was I undertaking a general management role and also a supply chain role. For those who are not familiar with supply chain, a supply chain is the steps it takes to get a product or service from its original state to the consumer. That is, the network between a company and its suppliers to produce and distribute a specific product to a final buyer. Such a network includes different activities, people, entities, information, and resources. Right. You have no idea what I learned. I can imagine. Not only was I learning on the job yes. from my colleagues, yes. I was learning from the manufacturers that I was dealing with. And these people had been in manufacturing for long. long yes. And so when I go, I sit and I listen. Yes. I sit and I listen, yeah. and I sit and I listen, and when I come back, yes. I make use of what they taught me. Absolutely. Right. There was a time I was occupying a role in Unilever um, where I needed to be close to our distributors. Mm -hmm. And one of my responsibilities was to ensure that I was so close to our distributors and our trade mm. that company policies mm -hmm. should reflect mm. their interests and so on, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because if you are detached from them, you may come up with policies that they don't want to work Absolutely. with. Absolutely. Yeah, so that, and I got close to them. Yes. I learned a lot from them. Yes. And I made sure I fed it into the company. There was a time the chairman of Unilever asked me, Moses, are you working for us or for the distributor? For the distributor. <laughs> Who is that? This is my answer. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. And when he asked me that question, I was excited. Yes, yes. I was excited because for me, then yes. it means I was doing my job. Absolutely. When people see that you, believe in them mm -hmm. and you you trust in them enough to, mm -hmm. to be able to do something mm -hmm. they go out of their way mm -hmm. they bend backwards Absolutely. they kill themselves Absolutely. and because they can't afford to disappoint yes. you and so they will go and learn yes. what they don't know yes and i'm and, and see when i look back i realize that i'm actually replicating what i learned because in those project meetings i talked about yes. i go home and I have no clue, I had no clue at the time the question was asked, Absolutely. how I was going to solve the Absolutely. thing. But because the whole team said that so most tomorrow when yes. you come, we want to know this yes. and this, I go and I go and find Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Go I, do some research, do whatever you exactly. need to do. Exactly. Mm. 
So I go and research, I go and do anything, I go and ask questions, mm. I go to people who probably may me know, mm. and by the time I come back, I have an answer. Yes. And then I'm like, wow. Yes. <laughs> you feel good. So you feel good about it, yeah. and then you want to do more. Yeah. And that's the same thing I'm passing on. Right. So I make people feel good. Yes. I make them know that, you know what, you can do more than you even Absolutely. think you can. Absolutely. So just go. Yes. And it's working with words. They sit, I sit back and they do all the various stuff. And I've yes. come to respect them for the kind of skill yes. they have in those areas. Yes. So leadership has a lot to do with how you relate to and manage the people around right. you. Because at the end of the day, the, the definition for leadership is the ability to influence people Good. towards a, a certain goal Good. or objective. Good. The ability to influence them. Absolutely. Now, for, lead, for people who probably think that the best way to lead and influence people to a certain goal is by behaving like a herd of a cattle um, uh, uh, who is, you know, hitting them and using the stick. Yes. It may work for a while. Yes. But there will come a time you look back and there's nobody following you. Absolutely. But when you demonstrate to them that you have something that you can contribute, probably you don't know, but I know you have something, mm. and you give them that, you keep giving them that, they do stuff, mm. they do things. Mm. And, and when that thing gives them confidence. Mm. So having defined a good leader, how would you define a bad leader? Because a bad leader could be in a company that is mm. actually successful, but nonetheless is by definition, definition. not definition. necessarily because he's terrifying people, he's, 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 he's causing rebellions within the ranks and everything, but the company is still doing well. Right. How would you... Yeah, I think your question leads us to, if you like, debunk a few myths mm -hmm. about leadership. Mm. There's a general belief that when a person is in a position, mm. then he's a leader. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. but really, leadership has nothing to do with a position because there are people in positions, but there's nothing about them that I mean, I mean, speaks of a leader. Um, People think that when you have power, mm. probably then you're a leader. Yes. Okay. But leadership is about influencing people. Yes. So if you, you have a small fry yes. down, the, the, down the ladder, yes. who is able to rally people around his ideas yes. and the things he wants to do better yes. than that, you are a leader. Absolutely. And so leadership happens at any level, mm. for any age, mm. anything. Mm. My, my, if you have a six-year-old, there's a leader, there's leader in that person, mm -hmm. and it's just about unearthing mm -hmm. that leader. Mm -hmm. Now, when you read the management books, you, they tell you that most good leaders or top CEOs and so on mm. should be spending about 60% of their productive hours mm. on people. Mm -hmm. So they are sitting there and they're asking themselves, is Prof K the best fit for the role mm -hmm. that he's playing? Mm -hmm. Or he would be better if we shifted him there mm -hmm. and so on. Mm -hmm. He sits on the most important interviews mm -hmm. because those roles are key mm -hmm. to making the organization mm -hmm. what they should mm -hmm. be. Mm -hmm. He's looking out for this Felix man mm -hmm. who is in that business mm -hmm. and he's creating all kinds of mm -hmm innovations mm -hmm. around him mm -hmm. and he's asking himself how do I get him here mm -hmm. and make him to be motivated enough to come Fantastic. here. So they're looking at people yes, and they're looking at the right people who would make their businesses go forward. Right. Now at the same time they're looking at the people in, in, internally yes. to see who can I give a, an opportunity to. Right. 
and they unearth talent. They right. see somebody who's holding the camera, who's been holding the camera for a long time, right. but they have noticed something. Yes. That if this person is giving a little kick, yes. the, the, this guy would blossom. Right. And so leaders have a knack mm. for identifying talent mm -hmm. and recognizing mm -hmm. talent mm -hmm. in people. Mm -hmm. And it's because of, there's a certain innate thing in leaders to help develop mm -hmm. other people. Yes. Because when you develop other people, they come along with you. Absolutely. Bad leaders may be scared of developing people. Yes. Because they want to occupy that position solely. Yes. And they don't want anybody else to come yes. back. If you do that, you're stifling initiative. Right. You're not helping those people to right. grow. And so the, occupying a position doesn't make you a leader. Yes. The question is, yes. are you being effective yes. in getting influencing people yes. towards the right goal? Yes. If you have to do it by force, yes. by the use of a cane, yes. then you're not a, a, a good leader. Would to be an expression of a um, country through the 70s where you had coup d'etats all the time. Exactly. And... Um, I guess uh, in 79, for instance, where you had a mutiny as mm. opposed to a, a coup d'etat. Right. And a mutiny is typically defined by bad leadership, um, yeah. influencing the rebellion, the rebellion at the bottom. The point Felix is making is one that is particularly important in the African context. Mutiny often happens when a lone leader hoards power. Making yourself the lone savior and authority is not the answer. A strong culture does not have to be authoritative. On the African continent, many entrepreneurs are really solopreneurs, leading by themselves. To scale a business, one would argue that you need two, or better yet, three founders who have an army of empowered staff. Having a diverse mix of perspectives and expertise enriches the business and gives it a solid foundation on which to build. This cannot be overstated because you have to leverage every person in the organization to succeed as you scale. Exactly. Um, so 79 wasn't actually a coup, it was more of a mutiny. Um, so yeah, so that actually is a, I, I think makes a good example mm -hmm. of um, good and bad leadership yeah. from there, based okay. upon what you're saying. Right. Um, Can I expand on it a bit? Please do. Yes. Yeah, and I think that the, was it the last World Cup? I think the last World Cup was in Russia, right? right? Yes, yes. And the Japanese did something that I have kept a, a video clip of something they did. Mm. They, they, in, the, in their last match, mm. that's the, I mean, from which they exited the, the cup, mm. I think they played it against Russia or something, mm. and they lost. Mm. When the match ended, mm. the Japanese fans stayed at the stadium and collected all the rubbish. Really? And the newsmen could not believe it. Yes. Okay. Yes. First of all, why is somebody else's job? Yes. Why should you do yes. this? Secondly, yes. you're in beating. <laughs> yes, exactly. You should rather <laughs> be creating rubbish. That yes. You should be creating a yes. lot of confusion. mayhem and tearing chairs. And... and so they focused on them. Right. And apparently, it is a habit. Yes. Of the typical Japanese. Okay. And so for to me. To clean up after themselves. To clean up after themselves. Right. And so for me, for people, to be influenced enough mm. that when nobody's watching, mm. they'll do this kind of thing. Yes. They tells me there has been some very good leadership yes. there in yes. the past. This is a nice anecdote about humility that is a lesson in leadership and should not be missed because it's important to remember that as an SME leader, your job is to fill whatever gap there is in your organization. 
If there's no finance person, you are the chief finance officer. If there's no delivery man, that becomes part of your job. If there's no cleaner, you need to be that man or woman. Whatever the company lacks becomes part of your job. So you have to build that habit of doing what is right when nobody is watching and remain mindful that is going to be part of your leadership journey. The people you hire have to also have that proactive attitude towards their work. Knowing this, it should make sense that choosing the right people is just as important as avoiding the wrong people. Selfish ambition and negative competitiveness are two particularly toxic qualities you will want to avoid. High performance collaboration is what you are after. You don't want to end up with people who value following the process rather than being flexible to the changes in your market conditions. Okay, so, so this brings me back to um, um, a leader within an organization spends 60% of his time um, on the human aspect of, um, or the people aspect of the business in trying to define the right personnel for the right role um, in achieving the objectives of the organization. This leads me on to asking you the question, are leadership skills different in a large organization okay. and um, a multinational institution as opposed to as an SME? You know, and where would their commonalities be? Because that's because SMEs generally are started by entrepreneurs, yeah, um, or uh, leaders within uh, management, leaders within uh, organizations who've decided to go and do their own thing. thing. Yeah, in which case they carry that skill set with them. Um, but as an entrepreneur, most of the time it's like I've got a good idea. I want that idea to work, and you go ahead and you yeah you do what you need to do. So I I wanted to find out what the difference. It's a very is interesting one. Yeah. But what I'll I'll, sh I'll answer that by sharing with you my observations. Sure. I, 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 I'm not picking from any textbook to tell you, sure. but these are, these are my observations. And these observations are born from the fact that I was privileged to work in a multinational. Yes. In the huge set, set yes. setup. And so I saw the structured systems yes. and so on. Yes. You know, I saw tried and tested yes. systems yes. and structures and ways of doing things. Yes. And then down the line, yes. I've had to come and set my, yes. my own. Yes. And I've had to deal with a lot of people yes. who are also running their businesses, small businesses, yes. medium size, and so on. Mm -hmm. And the differences are these. In a large organization, mm -hmm. the, the organization has resources. Mm -hmm. And it has been able to recruit some of the best mm -hmm. brains and so on. Mm -hmm. They're being paid well, mm -hmm. all right? Now, at the level of the CEO, mm -hmm. He does not need to worry himself too much mm. about the accounting stuff because mm -hmm. Felix is the expert in that mm -hmm. area. Mm -hmm. I, all I, he has done is to make sure he has identified mm. that right talent mm -hmm. to come mm -hmm. and put there. Mm -hmm. he, he, conf he gives himself comfort by making sure that he understands mm. the figures mm -hmm. when they are shared so that he can ask common sense Absolutely. questions. Absolutely. All right. Yes. So, and so on. And so he, he has the benefit of a lot of talent mm -hmm. working for him. Mm -hmm. All right, to make the business run. Mm -hmm. I will not be surprised mm. if the same person mm. had to now go look after a small business. Yes. Or to be a consultant yes. to an entrepreneur yes. who has started a small business. Yes. For years, yes. things he achieved in three months yes. or six months yes. with a big organization, yes. he's still struggling to do with Absolutely. the smaller organization. Absolutely. Now, why? Because 
with a smaller organization, they don't have the benefits or the bandwidth for that kind of talent Absolutely. and experience and knowledge. Yes. Okay, they are starting up. They don't yes. have enough finances. Yes. So they are making do with what little they can Nickel pay. Nickel and diming it. Exactly. Yes. And they therefore get that kind of people yes. who probably don't know that much, don't have that much experience. Right. Okay. And so they are doing things. Right. Typical entrepreneurs want things the fastest way and so on. Yes. They, for them, systems and structures are a hindrance. Absolutely. And so, look, can't we do it this yes. way? Can't we do it that way? Yes. So he wants to get the results. He thinks it can be done. Yes. You think that, let's do research. Yes. And <laughs> the bigger organization could afford that yes. research. Yes. He could have, he has, he has the time money and money. And money, yes. exactly, in time and money. Yes. This man does not have time. Exactly. He doesn't have the money. That's right. How does he achieve that? Yes. So there you are, a consultant who has the background of having run businesses. Yes. And you are teaching him all the big... The, 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 the norms, norms the, exactly. the, the structures. And it's not working. Yes. And so it is a, a, a whole different territory and terrain where one has to learn. Yes. Okay, and you learn about the context in which yes. they are. Yes. Moses makes a very important point here about building confidence that deserves our full attention. In an SME, it is just as important to start by working on the confidence of your team. Their confidence in their ability to achieve goals is paramount. If hierarchical, authoritative, bureaucratic, dishonest, or any form of toxic habits are permitted early on, they will fester and grow with the company. A leader's job is not so much to invite competition as it is to encourage cooperation that builds individual and collective confidence and trust. You want to shield the organization from characters who could introduce discord or sow mistrust so your team can function with confidence. We should be ready to go the long haul yes. if we want to get there. Yes. A friend of mine made a quote recently, which I thought was quite interesting. He said that, I don't want to follow capitalism mm. because it's foreign. Mm. Neither do I want to follow communism because it is something. Mm -hmm. I, I, I want to pursue Africanism, mm. but I'm still trying to figure out what it what means. What is it? <laughs> exactly. Because there is no definition of There's it. Because no we've lost ourselves. Exactly. Yes. Now, until we find ourselves yes. and we begin to say that this challenge about healthcare, yes. how do we solve it? Yes. Okay. You can, you can go learn a lot of things, but you must ask yourself what will work here. Yeah. Okay, and then begin to, by the time you go solving one problem yes. after another, yes. you would have created your own model. Um, absolutely. That is what I believe. Yes. You would have created your own model, alien to what the world knows. Mm -hmm. You'd be challenged and mm -hmm. casti uh, mm -hmm. castigated for mm -hmm. pursuing something yes. that is not proven. Yes. And so on. But you're finding yourself. Absolutely. Like Malaysia did. Exactly. Yes. As you travel, you learn, mm -hmm. you, you find yourself. Yeah. In our context, as Africans, and specifically Ghanaians, even within ourselves, because if you think about the way Ghana was actually originally formed, you realize that even we are not united. You understand? So I was going to ask you, in terms of leadership, in terms of the skills that you're talking about in order to be an effective leader, how do you take the average Ghanaian the way we are brought up, mm. The, our mentality hmm? and juxtapose leadership upon him or okay. her. Because it, 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 for me, 
as an employer, for me as a, a citizen of Ghana, for me as a human being in general, I see what who we are as Ghanaians, I see what we do, and I see that it does not lead to progress. However, it is within the context of our independence mm. and so-called becoming a civilized nation. How do you see one of my deepest pains and regrets mm. is how our two top political parties mm. have made us polarized. Mm -hmm. Okay, you talked about unity. Mm -hmm. It's not even just in Africa, mm -hmm. just amongst us. Mm. And we have become so polarized mm. that you belong to side A, I belong to side B, mm -hmm. and you are proposing a fantastic idea mm -hmm. that makes sense Absolutely. and probably will save us a lot. Yes. But because I belong to B, and I don't want you guys to do well, yes. I would find every excuse on this earth yes. to find flaws with it. And shoot it down. When I hear conversations, mm. I cry. Because we are teaching our children yeah. that if you belong here, you must not accept anything Absolutely. on the other side. Absolutely. I have lost respect yeah. for some people who I used to respect Absolutely. because they are answering to things yeah. that are politically... Mm. Mm. And completely unsustainable. It doesn't make sense. Absolutely and unsustainable. And I've just lost respect yes. for that. So. Everything we do yes. is setting like an example for the younger people. Exactly. And so the dangerous things we are doing yes. are setting up for us. And how does that, how then does that breed leadership skills it as per what you defined it as? as exactly. Try to because if you're going to take half the population, I mean, let's say it's 50-50. 50-50, yes. If you're going to take half the population and say, this, this side of the population is going to always be against this side of the population. And therefore, if I'm going to select from a pool of experienced people, I must only accept it from this One particular side. side, which belongs to me. to me. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yes. I, I actually applauded when one of the presidents, I think, for something, mm -hmm. tried to s s form some Yes, the government of uh, national unity, Un so which we actually have... thought Mahama was going to try and do. But okay. it looks like it didn't work. Okay. Or because, in fact, it didn't even start. Because these are the things that we should eliminate. Yes. Okay, it is not that a Ghanaian cannot be a good leader, mm -hmm. but if those of us who are supposed to know better, mm. this is the legacy we are leaving, mm. we are going to get worse. Mm. Because the, the younger ones will be more ruthless, more ruthless. than we Absolutely. are. Absolutely. Yes, they are Absolutely. more ruthless. They'll do the kind of things you and I can't do. Absolutely. And so, in fact, they're doing it. And that is dangerous. Yes. yes. So we can be, we yes. can be good leaders. Mm. We can take on good practice and tend to change things. Mm. But we are surrounded by too many people mm. who mm. believe in the other. Yes. How do we right the wrong? And how right. do we start to say, listen, guys, you can become rich doing the right thing. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. As opposed uh, yeah. to you doing the wrong thing yeah. and finding the shortcut. Right. Yeah. You understand? But, and it's not just about the fact that the people at the bottom are the people that seem to be ruling hmm. and the people who were ruling are the people who were at the bottom. It's not so much that. It's more of a mental process. process. And that leadership thing in saying, okay, fine. It's not about me. It's Absolutely. about us Absolutely. achieving a common Absolutely. goal. Excellent. Okay. This is one of the reasons for which I said that I'll really celebrate somebody who comes and says that I want to change the mindset, yes. right? Where did we go wrong? Yes. I, I, I think we became to, we wanted money quick, yes. quickly, okay? So uh, you see some people becoming very rich overnight and you're asking yourself, that why should I be doing the wrong, right things 
and it's taking me forever. Absolutely. And then you compromise here, you compromise there. Yes. And it becomes the, yes. the norm and so on. You 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 need a service undertaking, the process is slow. Yes. You want to a fast track process, yes. so you tip that person gets two, three, three, four, five tips, mm -hmm. and he or she makes it the norm. Yes. If nobody tips me the next time, I'm not going to do Absolutely. For them. Because she's probably earning more in tips than she's earning exactly. in salary. And so, so our practices, mm -hmm. and also I think uh, becoming materialistic, mm -hmm. perhaps is sending us along a path that our parents did not teach us. Yes. Uh, we were taught values of patience mm -hmm. and so on. Mm -hmm. We have young people today, they're in a hurry. Mm -hmm. Now, some of our colleagues mm -hmm. are going to the universities mm -hmm. and helping people win elections at the student level yes. and supporting them with yes. money. Yes. What's the expectation? Thank you. They'll come and follow them. Absolutely. And those people, they saw the money you doled out yes. to them. Wow, this guy has dough. So he's I coming would be like in. Him. I would like him to be like him <laughs> to get some of the dough. Yes. So, so our practices are the things that are encouraging mm. this. Okay. How long is it going to take us? I think we have we have allowed ourselves to be so back in the race mm. that we need to do something extra mm -hmm. to, to get there. Mm -hmm. I used to tell people that I look around and I tell myself, you know what, let me start with my own small corner. Absolutely. Which is what I'm doing. Because that's where it starts. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. It is never explicitly said, but it's clear from his answers, Moses believes that to set the right values is essential in any size organization. And if you add this to his repeated reference to teams, I think it's fair to say that Moses believes you are only as good as your team. That to be a good leader, your value is best expressed by the quality of the team you build and the culture you instill in that team. But I, I believe that yes. whilst there, are not, there may not be too many people yes. there to do yes. in their small corners yes. for you to get the critical mass and yes. the impact yes. that we need yes. as a country. Yes. But at the same time, you want a leader mm -hmm who comes in mm. and from his position mm -hmm. of advantage, mm -hmm. basis is in charge, mm -hmm. who is also- Enlightened. You know, and pushing this kind of thing down yes. there yes. and become, making it like requirements. Yes. That you must have this kind of mindset yes. before you do this. He's yes. selecting people based on merit yes. rather than based on color yes. and so on. Yes. And so somebody from somebody up there. Yes. So we need a combination of efforts yes. from different angles Absolutely. to make from the leadership angle and also from the grassroots, from grassroots angle, right. angle to make it work. Right. Okay. And so you are praying for people of like minds. Yes. Okay. At the same time, you are praying, you are asking, you are praying for a leader yeah. who, when he comes in, even yes. people who are not of that mind, yes. you are putting so many dis, uh, punitive measures yes. that they don't have a choice than yes. to toe the line. Like what Lee Kuan Yew did. Exactly. Yes. And so these are ways they found yeah. to make it work for yeah. them. Yeah. And so we must find those ways and be bold enough, yes. you know, and, and I, it's, it's also this incumbent on us to to call people out mm -hmm. when they are doing the wrong things, mm -hmm. even if we are in the minority. Mm -hmm. At least let people know what you stand mm -hmm. for. If I don't know what you stand mm -hmm. for, then it means you stand for anything. Absolutely. You know, so let us, we, we might be in the minority, but let people know yes. um, what you really, Absolutely. really uh, stand for. Our takeaway for entrepreneurs from what Moses shared is that great leadership hinges on both the people you hire and the culture you build to keep them. A great leader is therefore not the high-ranking genius, but rather the enabler of the unearthing of the genius potential of his or her team. Moses, we thank you very much for, for, for bringing some enlightenment and illumination into the concept of leadership um, and um, how 
you know one can make it not only so much as leadership in terms of your 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 running a company or an organization or anything but in terms of your own personal um, sense of worth yeah because every day is a learning experience Absolutely. and it makes you better and better and better it is what, what is the expression uh, each day in every way I get better and better, better. yes and I think that's in essence what you're saying yeah um, leadership is all about um, so I hope that you guys have learned something from this um, would like to carry this on maybe a part two mm-hmm. uh, go into more specific details um, and but for now I think that's it thank you Thank you. What is this? Thanks, Amelia. <laughs> Good work. So we'll do, we end with the COVID-19 <laughs> album. <laughs>